Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena, and we are here with Justin. We are doing a Q&A episode today, and we are really fired up to have another conversation. And we are so thankful that you guys are joining us. We love seeing the number of downloads grow, the number of subscribers grow, and just seeing, you know, our followers over on Instagram. So connect with us at Centurion Leadership Battalion on social media. We'd love to connect there. You can also join our email list, which will be down in the description below. And welcome back, Justin. Hey, how's it going? I How's everyone doing? And thank you guys for listening in. And like Elena said, the downloads and the feedback is great. I'm hoping we get some more people over on our Instagram channel because I think we're doing a lot of good things on there and starting to get more posts and uh, produce content there as well. So thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the love. While I was stranded in Mexico um, during the quarantine isolation, I appreciate everyone. I haven't really thanked everyone for all the love or kindness or support. So I appreciate that. And then like I said, I can't honestly believe how many downloads and stuff we're getting already. I would have thought it would have taken a lot more time uh, to catch the momentum we're carrying. So thank you guys. Keep paying the fees, the dues, whatever you want to call it, uh, the monies, which is in the form of recommending it word of mouth, which is obviously being done. And then also downloading the episodes and writing reviews on whatever podcast channel you listen to. So thank you guys. You know, I think that's about it. Did you already ask the question? I did not. So for today, we're going to talk about what is the problem with trying to grow as a leader? Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. And I think um, um, here's the problem, and I'm going to base it on a lot of questions we get, which is probably the most obvious one. And it's we've addressed it on a podcast about the haters. But the problem with growing is when you grow as a leader, you start working on things like this podcast, or you start growing in your organization, the problems you're going to find is mostly human related. Um, it's not going to be your bank account, obviously. It's not going to be your family life. And most likely is not going to be your romantic life. Because um, if you're leading, well, at first, your romantic life is going to get harder. Um, eventually through pattern and showing discipline and the long term that you're changing, becoming a better leader, it will lead to better romance and attractiveness in your life, especially if you're doing things that to become physically a better leader and have a presence also. Like, it's just, sorry, it's just the way it is. I'm, most people are going to get angry at me for saying that, but I can tell you as a person that stays in shape and is fairly, you know, good looking because of it, it's not that I'm good looking. It's just that I stay in shape and I'm 42 years old and it's contradictory to 99% of males my age, but it makes me more attractive because of it. So, um, 
It's just things we have to do. So as you grow, there's going to be jealousy there. Um, you can see from my photos on Instagram, I've lost weight, gained weight, but now over the last four years, I have more consistency. So being consistent in my weight and being consistent in my um, things leads to growth. And while it attracts more people and more business and more things, I'm sorry, just the law of attractiveness works that way. Um, we can't do anything about it. It's throughout nature, whatever it is. And this is what works for us as humans is, um, is that there's also the people that dislike you that once liked you. And there's the haters because you're changing and you're not who you were anymore and you're not comfortable for them. And as we talked about, and the hardest part about growth is learning to accept the new you or um, more than anything is learning that the new you is a growth process to become a better you. And we often get so scared or there's mistakes that we cut off the new us too soon um, because of all the negative feedback we're getting. So, you know, the biggest problem with growth, one is you could have too big of an ego. Um, I just don't find that possible. That if you're growing and you're baking boundaries and you're trying to push that your ego is not a part of the confidence you're gaining along the way through the hardship. And one, people have overly over egos, I think there's a difference between having a blinded ego and an ego that's there based on confidence. That's based on from your experience or as a musician, um, how many times you performed or as a entrepreneur, how many years you've been in the game. And so there's things like that, that I think help. I also think experience and exposure matter a bit in education, but when you're growing, the problem is you're going to be alone. So uh, the nutshell out of everything I said, even if you're in a good relationship, even if you have kids, like the biggest problem with growth is the amount of time you spend alone, even in the presence of other people. Because one of the things with growing or being an entrepreneur or being a leader is you're often in a dark space of ideas and theories and plans that you're by yourself. And when you try to explain that because you're growing or you're growing as a human into a new person, you don't exactly know where you're growing to. So for you, or you don't know where you're growing your business to. So when people are like, why are we doing this? Or why are you doing this? It becomes very hard in our relationships to explain why other than that, I know that I have to. And that's not enough for people. And it's hard because when you're a leader or you're a growing person, you understand that growth, no matter how dark it is and how alone you are, is essential because when you feel alone, you know what it's like to be alone. Therefore, on the opposite side, you know what it's like to feel with people. So you're choosing to be, you know, I choose to be alone because I'm an entrepreneur and I know that I have to be alone sometimes and Deborah's not always going to understand what my visions are or in all of FSP at any given day doesn't understand where I am when I'm in that alone area where I'm way out on the tip five years from now. Like I'm always five years from now and five years from now where I'm thinking, trying to drive us forward and pull this company or companies is always dark. And so that's the growth I'm talking about. And it's the same if you want to grow as a human, your goals and where you want to grow as a human, if they're realistic and you have vision boards, 
they're going to be five, 10 years down the road. And it's going to be black to the rest of the world because only you can see what you want. And by black, I mean darkness. I don't mean whatever. It's going to be dark and you're going to be alone. And there is no light other than your own. And so that's the problem with growth. And that's the problem with growing as a leader is that you do that on the opposite side. There's another problem. If you become so wanting to not be alone as a leader and you're leading so much for public opinion and the approval of others, you never get to that dark spot. You need to be able to go to that dark spot and not care about what other people think or not care what all the noises are and and not care what you think either. You need to be able to go to a dark place. And the reason you're often all alone there is because you don't even have yourself there. You do, but you don't because you have to remove yourself to be a leader. And that's why it's so lonely. You're having you yourself become an outsider to looking in. I don't know how else to describe it, but when you are truly leading and you are out there and you feel alone, you are just one of your own advisors at that point. You're advising you, your future self, the the future of your company, the future of your family, the future of whatever in that growth, but you have to set it and it's dark. And you're having to say the advice of who I am now, that's why I'm an outsider, has to be giving the advice to the person that I'm going to be, not the advice of where I am now. Because if I am where I am now, I'm never going to gain habits or momentum. I'm always going to have a negative voice telling me not to do it. My inner no voice or whatever you want to call it. There's other words for it. It's not one of the cuss words I use. So I'm not going to use the B word. I don't like I cuss a lot, but that's just not one I feel comfortable with. So ironically, I'm totally full of irony (laughs) and paradoxes. But um, what are your thoughts on that, Elena? Well, I was doing some research this morning about something unrelated and I came across this quote and I'm not going to be able to remember it word for word, but it said something along the lines of the reason you'll get more support from people or the reason you'll get more support from strangers versus from people that, you know, you know, or grew up with or whatnot is because people you don't know, don't know where you started and people you do know started at the same place as you. And they're still in the same place. It was something along those lines. And I, something you said in the beginning reminded me of that, of how it can be kind of isolating. You know, we talked on this um, in the previous episode about the haters and lack of support there. But I think that quote really applied to what you were, uh, what you were sharing. And it just reminded me of that, that it was actually literally probably a few hours ago that I just read that quote. Now I'm going to try to find it. I think it's spot on though, Elena, really. It's just, how how do we, I mean, we just, we have to grow, right? And and, and otherwise we get stuck or like, I don't know. It's hard for me, I guess. As a human overall and wanting to grow forward, I probably haven't been a long-term friend. And we talk about building lasting relationships. We just got off an internal call about it. We have all these core values as Centurion that talks about building lasting relationships or build lasting relationships. But I've always struggled in them because I purposely, we've talked about in a previous episode, it's like 
when you're in that dark area and you separate yourself, also giving yourself advice, you can also see yourself as someone else, as the person you want to be. And so you also see all the other people giving you advice. And that's not saying you shouldn't have bad advice or good advice or 360 degree advice and be able to weigh yourself through it. But it's very interesting when you do that and you look so far in advance and you start looking at yourself as an advisor and what you would be saying as a person to your future self and what everyone else is telling you that are your friends or your family or personal relationships or companions at work or bosses or whatever or coworkers, that you then start to gauge that is this person really care about adding value to my future? Are they giving me the advice that I would give myself if I wanted to be there in five years? Are they holding me accountable? And that is the biggest problem with growing as a leader um, or getting better as a leader uh, or getting better at anything is that few and far between humans, um, it's not a survival of the fittest. We just don't have that as humans. Like we have luxuries and we're domesticated and so on and so forth. So at the end of the day, um, we don't push ourselves and we don't get uncomfortable as much as we should to keep growing as humans. So we end the, the growers end up being high beamers or gleamers or superstars or, or sunshines or brightness in the day because they're few and far between, but they're really not doing anything that any other human can do. Like any human has the potential to be a beamer or a, a gleamer or a bright beam or a superstar simply by taking the action to move forward and doing something more and growing. But like I said, the problem is, is we want to be accepted and we want to be part of the community and we want to be part of the village. So that aloneness that feels when you're growing, when you're also taking a step out of yourself to try to push your future, your current self to be your future self that you want, that you're alone. And it scares people and it makes people uncomfortable. And it also makes people think it's wrong because according to our nature, we have to survive in groups. We have to survive by groupthink. It's all true. The humans weren't the biggest animals on the planet. We still aren't, but we definitely weren't when we were first here. We killed them all off. But out of that fear, we weren't going to survive if we were going to go one-on-one -on -one with a monster, you know, kangaroo in Australia the giant kangaroo there we would have gotten punched and dead you know we can beat up a kangaroo now one-on-one one-on-one -on -one, no problem but back then no we had to be in groups to, to take down mammoths to hunt to take down lions because back in the day they weren't afraid of us we didn't have guns or knives or whatever we were making tools but the point being is we're more comfortable in groups and in group think but the irony is in order to stand out in that type of mindset, you have to be a gleamer and you're going to have to be alone because most of the world wants to remain in the pact because that's where safety is. And it's in our mindset. It's not just something we do. It's been in there for 150,000 years because that's how we survived and that's how we hunted and that's how we did everything was in numbers. That's how we had an agricultural revolution, an industrial revolution, a technology revolution. It was all done in groups. It was the ability of everyone to buy a computer that made the internet possible. 
So it's everyone's willingness to start buying from a grocery store that made grocery stores and food possible. So it's a group think and an acceptance of whatever that network effect is. Grocery store, computers, whatever. You know, grocery stores led to food chains. Internet or computers in every home led to the internet. So when you're alone and you're seeing things like that and you're seeing the way you can connect people on that greater scale, you know, people have no idea that, you know, computers connected us the way they did. And the person that invented them had the intention of connecting us all and giving us more connectivity. It's purely was reinforcing what we already wanted. You know, more connectivity to each other, to the world, whether it's the internet or whether it's personal, we desire that. Therefore, it's very hard for us to grow and it's very hard for us to lead because if I'm going to lead and I'm going to grow, no one else can do it for me. They can teach me, they can educate me, but I have to have an open mind and I have to do the work. It's just like they say, if you want to be sober, you someone else can't want it for you. You have to want it for yourself. So, you know, I think it's a topic right now in some of our podcasts that we're going on, but I really, the biggest problem um, with growing as a leader is the loneliness. And it doesn't matter how close your relationships are, there is that space. And I am telling you right now to anyone listening you better want to go to that space, even though it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it can bring you to tears sometimes because you feel so alone and no one understands you, but you're most of the time not, no one is going to understand you. Like if you're thinking ahead and you're a free thinker and you're five years ahead and you're building businesses and you want to create jobs or you want to better the world or you're in your community or in the government, wherever it is, if you're wanting to do that, you're going to have to be ahead of everyone else. And you're going to have to accept that most of your ideas and most of your thoughts are going to be too complex by the time you're ready to move forward for everyone to understand in one vision discussion or one leadership discussion or one family discussion. Because the reality is this, the other problem with leading and growing is you can't explain it to anyone. You can talk about it all day long. But if you're not backing it up in your actions and you see it, it's very hard. And I will just give one blatant example, and I'm not going to get into war and politics. But if you look at the difference between what's going on in the Ukraine and what's going on in the U.S., we have one president getting behind more and more fences and security and whatever. And then we have a president going out there and fighting for his people. Who's going into the black zone? Who's going into the darkness to try to have greatness or greatness for other people in the end or make the world aware of it? Because I got to tell you guys, his ability to go into darkness right now as the Ukrainian president, he, we didn't even realize still to this day that the country of Jordan does not basically exist anymore. We just totally forgot that Russia invaded it, took it over, and we didn't give two shits about it before. Why? They didn't have a leader. They didn't have a guy willing to go into the darkness. And if I could pronounce his name, which I should be able to, I would say it. But I, I, 
I encourage everyone to go look him up if you don't know who he is already. Because if a leader can't go into the darkness, they're never going to be able to go to the forefront and lead from the front. Because right now in the United States, we haven't had a leader in a long time that's ever led from the front. It's been a long time. So how, what am I gauging a leader on? I don't care what political thing it is if we're going to talk about it. I care about their ability to go in the darkness and ability to grow and have a cabinet of people that are different than they are that question things that help force that growth. That would be my only concern is can we eventually have leaders in the United States that are comfortable without public opinion, with getting a 360 degree review. That's not just internal to our country, that's also external to the other political views and cultures of the world, considering the United States, whether we like it or not, we wanna protect our way of life, but we do need more immigrants in this country to build our way of life. It is part of the way we are, and I get it, it changes things and things shift, that's the whole point, to grow. So, um, you know, when we talk about being able to go into the darkness and we talk about Ukraine versus the United States, his mind is able to go to the darkness. He sees from his ability of an entertainer and a president and studying history that this is the time for a leader to stand up. Regardless of if his life is at risk or not, he took the presidency to stand up for his country and be the first person to do it. Because if you're going to be the top, you better be the first person to step up. But you can't do that without seeing the darkness five years down the road. And whether win, lose, or draw, dead or alive, he knows what the impact is. He's been to the darkness. He's thought about it. He's played it out. And he's gone there. I, I've never met him. I've never had this conversation. I'm making an assumption. But I'm pretty sure he's thought about it and he knows and he he's always thought about what if this happens based on the relationships with Russia and strategically. He knows when it's showtime as a leader, he's been there in his head in the black area, the darkness. So if we want to talk about how important it is um, and to Elena's quote point. Um, is you never know what you're capable of unless you, you live there. And did I ever think I was capable of running a multi-million dollar business that does hundreds of million dollars in some years worth of food? No, right. But I had a black area in my head growing up that I was gonna be an entrepreneur and I was gonna make a difference in the world and I was going to make money and I was gonna have a happy family and a home. And everything in my life has been towards that, even if it meant I had to blow up my life and start over again. So I don't know how to tell you, but that black area, getting used to that alone, it helps you get out of relationships that you shouldn't be in. So here's the problem. You grow as a leader, you're alone, but you also get used to being alone. And in that aloneness, it doesn't mean your personal relationships suffer. However, you get rid of the relationships that aren't adding value. So the problem with it is you start to rethink your whole life. The problem is you're going to reassess yourself and everyone's going to tell you that you changed. And it happens to me often. 
I grow sometimes at a very rapid rate and being stuck in Mexico for three weeks and Deborah isolated and quarantine. And, and while we were in a resort, it opened up my mind to a lot of things and opened up my mind even further to where I was because I allow my mind to be in that dark area all the time. What can I do with this? How can I help? What is it that I could say? Am I going to be vulnerable? Is people going to hate me for what I say? Probably. Most likely 100% guaranteed. But I know from being in that black area that it's better to be uncomfortable in that darkness than to be uncomfortable with not doing anything or feeling poor or not having enough food on the table or, you know, trying not to have something better. If we don't strive for something better, what's the point? But I guess um, we all have our high school friends still and our college friends still that we hang out with. And, you know, the same group of people from in our town or our neighborhood. And yet we want more wealth or we want more growth or why isn't life treating me better? Or why don't I exercise more? Well, you haven't changed your influence. You first have to learn to be alone to then be able to understand what messages you should be hearing from what advisors based on where you want to go. And it doesn't mean criticism doesn't help you grow. It's just who's doing it for you to grow and who's doing it to be a hater, as we talked about. And so we're sort of tying a bunch of episodes together. But I, as we, I went on way too long and Elena needs to go and we need to move on and I need to go. I just want everyone to really think about is the suffering in that dark space and that uncomfortability worse than being in a relationship or in a business or in a partnership with someone or something or some business that you don't like and you suffer for the rest of your life? I think the answer, at least for me, is I choose uncomfortability versus having to live in uncomfortability. Like, so I'm choosing it. Therefore, I know it's a part of my life versus living in it, which means I have to deal with it. So um, you, you know, I don't know, but your thoughts, Elena, as we wrap it up, I know you have something else you need to get working on. And I apologize. Elena's great, guys. Just so anyone knows, she puts up with my shit and my changing schedule. And she's like my audible. Anytime I have a thing go wrong at work, Elena allows audibles and works with me and, and all of that. So when we're talking about in the dark space, you know, in that place, like Elena plays a part in my advisory group. I've known Elena for three years. She started off as a 22-year-old college student, and she's one of my advisors at this point. It can be anyone of any age. Why? She's dependable. She holds me accountable to the podcast, and she knows that I go to a dark area, and I have these creative, wild ideas, and she works with me on them. And even if she disagrees or whatever, we're able to talk about them because we both are also in a dark area also. So weirdly, because we both, in my opinion, and Elena can speak for herself, are in that dark place and know what it's like. We can communicate with each other on a way that we understand the loneliness. We understand the scariness of being out in the forefront and doing social media or doing things that no one else has done and how scary that can be. So we can have vulnerable, authentic conversations because we know what that aloneness is like. And 
Lena's not the only one. I generally have more people in my life, regardless if they agree with me in politics or in business. The, the connecting piece for me is, like I said, work ethic, discipline, but also can you go to that dark area? So sorry, Elena, I asked you a question then I kept talking. Well, I appreciate the compliments there. That's just what we have to do. And that's what we talk about doing a lot here. We pivot and we, you know, make the changes on short notice that we need to make. And that's kind of what makes leadership leadership. And I appreciate the opportunities to be a part of things like this and what we're doing with Centurion. And I really think we've just scratched the surface of this. I see this going, you know, way further. Um, and I'm excited for the future of what we're doing with, with Centurion Leadership Battalion. But in terms of today's topic and everything we talked about, I think we tied together a lot of our previous episodes. I would encourage everyone uh, for more content relating to this, go listen to the previous episode. We talked about haters and I think we worded it a little more formal, like leading through opposition, I believe is the name along those lines. Um, but it's the previous episode and you can go listen to that. Uh, we share a lot of our own experiences there. It can definitely be isolating and lonely even, um, to pursue things differently than other people in your circle, in your life, in your friend group, in your family, whatever it may be for you, um, in your class, if you're still in college or high school, even, or even middle school, I don't know how young people <laughs> listen to podcasts like this and try to develop as leaders, but Hey, you never know. So we would love to have you be a part of our community. You can join our email list, uh, which will be in the description of this podcast and in the previous podcasts as well. You can follow along with us on social media. Um, we have new content coming every week and we're trying to build that account up. Uh, so we'd love to hear what you would want to see more of too from us there. So thank you guys just for listening and being a part of what we're doing here. Hope this content is adding value to your life personally and professionally. And we will talk to you guys later. Thanks so much. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, everyone.